Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Mercury is retrograde once again until February 3rd, and you can read about that online. So tonight, we are so pleased to bring you new stories from our most recent Starseed quests from the people who experienced it firsthand. We've met such wonderful starseeds from around the world at our quest since we started them in 2012. And tonight we'll hear some new stories from the most recent quests, and after 31 different groups have gathered with us, it just keeps getting stronger. We have a new place to mine crystals that are very high quality in a private digging area, and all of us really love it. Our guests tonight have a special place in our hearts with some of them having attended multiple quests. Each gathering is a different collective with unison of purpose, and our alumni get something unique for each quest they attend. The work we do collectively in Arkansas has global impact since we stand in the heart of the crystal grid for the entire planet. And today, tonight, Tuesday the 18th of January, the sun is at the mark of the crystal grid, so this is very appropriate timing. Lavendar, um, at the Quest, Lavendar presents information from her vault that is unavailable publicly. And we have two quests coming up this spring, March 18th through the 21st, for Athena's Earth to Sky Equinox. And then again in May, from the 6th to the 9th, leading up to Pleiadian lineup. And all you need is one galactic marking on your chart to be eligible. And if you don't know if you do have that, we can take a quick look for you. And if you'd like more info, just write to crystals, that's plural, crystals at starseedhotline.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream. And do you have starseed children or grandchildren? If you're a starseed, you probably do. Are you constantly trying to get them off the screens? I know it's a big problem for many, so I've written a book to help children want to put the phone down and reconnect with Mother Nature by understanding the animal guides of Native America. It's called Magical Messages from the Animal Kingdom, and it's on Amazon. If you just type Ariel Taylor in the search bar, you'll get right to it. And tonight, we'd like to thank Kathy and Jada for hosting the switchboard. And um, we do still have an online Starseed community, which is at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it is a safe place to connect with other Starseeds under Tammy's watchful eye. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please, excuse me, all you have to do is click follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our biweekly show notices if you enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com, and the Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on, <clears throat> excuse me, Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one Zoom session available with Anastasia, Emerald, Miara, Riley, or myself. Lavendar has now retired from doing sessions. 
Remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you'll get a window of 10 hours of power. You can find out exactly when that happens because sometimes it's the day before by requesting your solar return timing, and that usually takes less than a week. So first up tonight, let me get back to that other screen. I would like to introduce Anastasia. And where are you, Anastasia? Okay, here you are. And the Starseed News. Good evening, Ariel. I see you found me just fine. It's great to be with you tonight. Yeah, we we got a lot of people on the switchboard. Yeah, you did just great. Mercury's still retrograde, right? Until when? Until February 3rd. Oh, that's just a long period of suffering. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you're doing fine. You just hang in there. You, you'll survive. You keep coming to the top. That's great. Now you did good. Well, we've got some news tonight, uh, naturally, and I want to share it with you, and there's some interesting science news. Some of this seems to be complex, so I hope it's of interest to you, but I think it's and keeping you in pace with the new developments, and oh, my, there's so many. Well, um, I'm not much of a cell phone advocate. I don't think any starseed particularly is, but I'll bet many of us use them, particularly when we're on our cars or, you know, we have things to do and we need to have backup. But um, people often have uh, touch screens on their computers, their desktop, desktop computers or cell phones. And have you ever wondered what makes those things work, touch screens? Well, my question to you is what does a touch screen, LED lighting, and solar cells have in common. There is a raw material that is needed for each one of these new technologies. It's a very rare metal called indium. It's a key ingredient in the manufacturing of these kinds of devices. Well, indium, being so necessary, is used in the production of something called thin films of indium tin oxide, ITO, that is needed to make these touchscreens and other types of technologies. The problem, however, is that this is a really rare mineral. Um, It scarcely occurs in the Earth's crust. They usually have to extract it in combination with other metals, such as zinc and lead. So I imagine that leads to some rather invasive mining. And as a result, they consider this to be a critical raw material in Europe. They just don't have enough of it. And because of its rarity, scientists are constantly looking for alternatives. And with that goal in mind, some research was undertaken at the University of London, and guess what? They stumbled on an alternative, graphene. So what is graphene? We know about pencils, graphite, and such. Well, graphene is a one-atom-thick sheet of carbon arranged in a hexagonal lattice. It's touted often as a wonder material because of its many amazing properties, especially in the realm of electronics and optics. So in this new study, this research team made a graphene-based touchscreen device that, lo and behold, performed just as well as devices made with indium tin oxide. The author of this study says, our paper is the first in the world to demonstrate that graphene can replace ITO in an optical device. Now, this is an important breakthrough in order to wean ourselves away from the use of rare metals In day-to-day electronics, they say there's still more steps to take. Because, ironically, indium, which is very rare, remains cheap compared to graphene, which currently costs a lot of money to make in large quantities. So now companies are trying to find cost-effective ways to mass-produce graphene on ever-larger scales so that that can replace the 
uh, difficulty of indium and maybe put us on the right track so that they can make millions and billions of more electronics for people to have. So if you're interested in computers, you might be interested to know that. And they have created the world's smallest antenna, teeny tiny itsy bitsy antenna from human DNA. Scientists from the University of Montreal have constructed the world's tiniest antenna in an incredible experiment. This nano antenna is made entirely from human DNA, and its purpose is to monitor structural changes of protein molecules in extreme detail. Mm. Well, during the past 40 years, chemists have realized that DNA can be employed to build a variety of nanostructures and nanomachines, according to the author of the study, who said, the tiny genetic units that act like bricks of the antenna are actually 20,000 times smaller than a human hair. Can you visualize this? We're talking about no. manufacturing <laughs> something that, you know, I mean, come on. How do you even take a pair of tweezers and grab something like you can't? So yeah. I'd be really interested in how this is done in the lab. But anyway, this article goes on to say, that this is an invention that will open many new avenues in biochemistry, such as looking more specifically at molecules and what they're doing in there. This is valuable to discover drugs and to investigate diseases. They say that they're able to detect in real time and for the first time the function of the enzyme alkaline phosphatase with a variety of biological molecules and drugs. Now, that would be pretty important. They said this enzyme has been implicated in many diseases, including, very, including various cancers and intestinal inflammation uh, diseases. So the team hopes to commercialize their invention so that, I'll bet they do, so that researchers and pharmaceutical companies alike can make use of the nano antenna to forward science. They say that it is very appealing uh, in all of these fields. Uh, an, uh, an antenna made of human DNA. Well, let's talk about our tummies for a minute. What might you imagine would be a very good fruit or vegetable or other food that would be good for your guts? How about grapes? Well, they tell us that grapes are really good for our, our insides. Now, they're not only a perfect, portable, healthy snack. I mean, they're just popular across the globe. But who doesn't like grapes? A lot of people, most people like grapes. It's a source of potassium, and it helps balance the fluids in our bodies. But now a new study published in the magazine Nutrients, they have discovered that grapes benefit us more than we even thought. In the experiment that they did, they gave volunteers grapes, or excuse me, grape powder, that was equivalent to two servings of grapes per day, and they fed these volunteers that powder for four weeks. And then they did some studies. They took stool samples of the participants. They compared them to a control group and um, it enabled the researchers to evaluate the participants' microbiome after eating grapes, their gut bacteria. And it was found that all grape-eating participants saw an increase in the diversity of their gut microbiome. Notably, levels of um, a bacteria I haven't even heard of, acromancia, well, those levels increased, and this is a bacteria that's known to have positive impacts on fat metabolism and managing glucose. 
they say increased but, uh, gut biodiome, microbiome diversity, sorry, has been linked to a strong immune system. I think all the starseed probably already know that. It decreases the risk of many diseases and gives you better health overall. And understanding how this complex system of microorganisms in the microbiome uh, works, how they communicate and operate, allows for humans to be healthier. So eat grapes. Grapes will wow. increase your microbiome in your gut and make you healthier, according to this study, published just recently. Well, um, I love this article. I want you all to think about it. Are humans the only beings that laugh? I mean, it seems like a trait exclusive to humans, doesn't it? I mean, we don't think of dogs as laughing or any other animal, although a lot of dog owners will say that their dogs are smiling. But they say that actually, despite what we think, animals laugh, and they laugh a lot. And that's according to a recent study, which has found that the phenomenon of laughter is very common in the animal kingdom. Now, some scientists at UCLA studied this, and they explored the occurrence of laughter across different animal species. And as they looked at this, um, they began to read about all of the existing scientific literature on what they call animal play behavior, how to tell if animals are playing. And while they were doing that, the scientists looked for vocal play signals as the presence of laughter in animals. What kind of sounds do the animals make when they're playing? Well, at the end of their study, which they published in Bioacoustics, interesting, the researchers claimed to have found laughter across at least 65 species of animals. These included all the primates, cows, dogs, foxes, and seals, as well as some bird species such as parakeets and Australian magpies. They say this work lays out very nicely how a phenomenon once thought to be especially human turns out to be closely tied to behavior shared with species separated from humans by tens of millions of years. As part of the study, the researchers paid attention to details such as whether the animal's vocal signals were recorded as noisy or tonal, loud or quiet, high-pitched or low-pitched, short or long, all in an effort to identify familiar characteristics of play sounds. Now, they said, uh, when we laugh, we are often providing information to others that we're having fun and inviting others to join in. Some scholars have suggested that this kind of vocal behavior is shared across many animals who play, and as such, laughter is our human version of an evolutionarily old vocal play signal. The study findings intend to help scientists better understand the function of human laughter and shed light on its role in the evolution of our social behavior. So I think that's lovely that animals laugh. Oh, yeah. We humans could stand to do more of that, too, don't you think, Ariel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laughter is indeed the best medicine. Well, cat litter can help methane emissions. There are so many stories about climate control and carbon capture technologies. In fact, these carbon capture ideas have started playing an increasingly important role in the global efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the atmosphere. Well, now researchers at MIT have started working on solving another problem, the problem of methane. They say we need to remove methane from the atmosphere. 
It's a greenhouse gas that's 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide over the first 20 years after it's been emitted. It has long-term ramifications. Well, in this study, the researchers used zeolite, which is a type of clay used in cat litter, and they treated that with a small amount of copper. In lab tests, scientists released a stream of methane through a heated tube filled with this new material, and they observed that the methane converted into carbon dioxide. And they said, well, when people hear that what we're doing creates carbon dioxide, they freak out and say, yeah, that's not good. CO2 is bad for the environment. But according to this professor, he says it turns out that methane is actually much, much worse from a global warming perspective. They said that while getting CO2, carbon dioxide, as an end product could seem counterproductive, the process makes a lot of sense because according to these authors, if half the methane in our atmosphere was turned into carbon dioxide, the concentration of atmospheric carbon would rise by only one part per million. But global warming, on the other hand, would be reduced by 16%. Hmm. Which raises an interesting question. With our modern lives and our encroachment into nature, we have cut so many trees that we've lost so much forest, so much trees on this, all across the planet. And trees eat CO2. That's, that's their food. Trees uh, need our carbon dioxide to live, and in turn, they release oxygen. I was just wondering the other day, why is there not more discussion of replacing or uh, the, the trees that we cut, which would be, who knows, millions and millions of acres, who knows how much, um, as a way of consuming carbon dioxide, just a thought. I've never really heard it talked out there or it discussed about how the loss of trees has contributed to global warming. So maybe if we brought back more trees, that might go a long way to solve the problem. Anyway, that's just me. I'm not a scientist, but I wonder if any of you have wondered about that too. Well, here's my favorite story of the night. This is so cute. I went on TikTok to listen to this recording. I racked my brains to try to figure out how I could play it for you when I use a headset and a telephone, and I really am not tech savvy, so I can't do it. So. Uh, during the story, you'll find out how you can hear, for it yourself, hear it yourself. But this is a story about a dog who was raised with cats. And he's named Winston. Um, they say he's a sweet puppy who loves nothing more than affection he gets from his family. And he has a particular way of showing it. Uh, he doesn't show affection, though, the way a lot of dogs do. He doesn't lick you or wag his tail or anything like that. Because since the moment this dog was adopted as a puppy into his family... He was surrounded by cats, oh, because the family rescue cats, and they keep cats. And so this dog, Winston, learned early and often all about felines. There were photographs they posted of their puppy surrounded by cats. There were six cats, in fact, and they all bonded together in a very loving way. They cuddled, they just played, they were together all the time. And all that time among cats influenced Winston because... Um, when he was about four months old and he got petted by his family, they noticed that he was making this strange sound. Uh, he purred. He purred and he purred and he purred just like the cats that he was raised with. And I'm not uh -huh. kidding. I, I thought, I don't believe this article. I don't think I'll share it. It's got to be an exaggeration. 
I'll see if I can investigate this. So I did. I followed the link. I went on the TikTok. They have the sound file. And I'll be doggone if that isn't the truth. It's unbelievable. His human caretaker said, at first I was taken aback. But I quickly figured out that what he was actually doing was a vocal expression of contentment that he had learned from his siblings. So you can go on TikTok, just search Winston the Purring Dog, the Purring Dog, to hear it for yourself. <laughs> and like I said, I did. And now because the doggy vocal cords are different from cats, I think it's more of a snoring sound. However, it rolls out in succession just like a purr. It's just wild, without a doubt. He sounds like a cat. It's the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. I mean, <laughs> you just got to check that out. I would have uh, never thought that. Would you have, Ariel? You've had lots of dogs. Can you imagine the dog doing uh, that? Yeah, I mean, I had a dog I mean, and I've a had cat a dog at one and, time. I've had dogs yeah. and cats that were really close. They, Yeah, but they were really like close. That. The cat thought he was a dog. Uh, I've lost your voice. Ariel, say something. I lost. Can you I, hear me? Hello? Hello? Um, hello, can you hear I'm me? I'm here. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. I'm sorry, my sound Am I back? Out. Okay, I wouldn't. Sh- yeah, you're back. Okay. Can yeah. you hear me? Okay. I, I said that sorry I had that. I had a cat that thought he was a dog. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, I guess this wasn't the age of cell phones or stuff where you could get videos of that. Uh, no, no. That, <laughs> that would be really interesting to have a record of that. What did the cat do? Uh, well, he just he acted like a dog. He walked on a leash. He came when he was called. No, just you know, <laughs> that kind of that kind well, of stuff. That's yeah, yeah. Well, he thought the dog was his mom. So uh-huh, and and he uh-huh. even even at three years old, he was still trying to nurse on my on my German Shepherd. Isn't that something? Isn't that uh-huh. something? How sweet! I've never witnessed that before, but you have. That is so cool. Uh, animals are amazing. They are. Well. Um, yeah, this is a cute story. How are we doing on time? We're okay. I'm, I'm sharing this with you because I thought it was so sweet, and you'll see why in a minute. Um, an electrical company in England was working at a private house, and they were there for six weeks. Man, I, I wouldn't want that bill. But they were doing work at a house. And the owners of the house had a little boy. And the mother said, uh, we have had electricians uh, for the, here for the past six weeks, and my son has been obsessed with them. The little boy's named Theo, by the way. Well, the little boy hounded the electricians with questions. He was kind to them. He constantly wanted to help them. Um, and after the job was complete, uh, the staff member from the company came over to the house, and he gave the little boy an envelope. And inside the envelope was his pay slip, like for employment, for services rendered, with <laughs> a wage of 15 pounds for completing the following jobs. The measuring of items, counting and adding up the number of sockets. Catering, yummy cookies, excellent volunteering, quality assurance, asking a lot of questions. <laughs> the little boy was disappointed when the workers left, but was thrilled about the earnings from his first job, quote unquote. The mother said he made them refreshments. He forced cookies upon them and insisted they give him more jobs to do. Every question he asked, they answered with such kindness really making time for him, despite the fact that they were really, really busy. The first thing he said after thank you, said that he was happy because he wanted to go buy his brother an Easter egg. Oh, how sweet. What a story. I could had a vision in my mind of this little boy just pestering those guys to death. 
But <laughs> here's what they did. I mean, the sweetest thing. That's just such innocence, and I think it's beautiful. Here's another story for you. A man paid for 60,000 pounds of potatoes to be sent to a charity in Montreal. He spent $15,000. He bought and shipped 60,000 pounds of Prince Edward Island potatoes. Now, that has significance, as I'll explain in a moment. He sent those potatoes to a Canadian charity that that feeds Montrealers in need. Now, this guy's been a supporter of something called Montreal's Mission Hall for years. A charity gives food, housing, clothing, and health care to anybody that needs it. And when he heard that there was a U.S. export ban on Prince Edward Island potatoes and the inventory was going to go to waste, he came up with the plan to purchase some directly from the island and ship them to Montreal. He said, I just thought it was a win-win situation. The welcome hall gets the potatoes to feed the needy instead of the potatoes being thrown away. We don't like to see farmers not getting compensated for the work they've done, and we don't like to see food put in the landfill. Well, Canada apparently has halted exports of Prince Edward Island potatoes to the United States because there are genuine concerns about the potato wart fungus. The agency confirmed the fungus in high levels on two farms last October, the first in 21 years in the province. And potato wart disease can uh, stop crop yields, but it's not a threat to human health or food safety. So they were going to dump these 60,000 pounds of potatoes. A man reached into his wallet or his his checking account, paid $15,000, fed a lot of people, a lot of potatoes, and everybody benefited. And I think, wow, that's awesome. And finally, i got a couple more I'm going to share with you. We'll get out of here. I'll get out of here. Um, you all remember hearing on the mainstream news about the I-95 backup a week or so back with all of the bad weather. People mm-hmm. were stranded on I-95. Well, there's a couple of stories out of there I want to share with you. Um, an, Uber, an Uber driver who was stranded on I-95 in Virginia is being praised for his kindness and determination to get a young passenger home safely. This driver was stuck on I-95 near Washington for nearly six hours with an overwhelmed teenage passenger who was trying to get home to Williamsburg, Virginia, about 150 miles away. Well, the teenage girl was originally going to take a train, but it was canceled due to a derailment, so she turned to Uber. The driver said she was very, very emotional after having attempted to get home on a canceled train ride only to become stranded on the interstate. She would call her mother or call her father here and there to communicate what was going on, he said. She was overwhelmed, and I was totally understanding because all she wanted to do was get home. The driver even spoke to her parents to let them know he'd take good care of their daughter. Well, the driver finally, at long last, found a way to exit the interstate around 7.30 the next morning. Exhausted from sitting in traffic all night and still a long way from home, the Uber driver booked a hotel room for the young rider to get some sleep and make alternative travel plans. He even offered to drive her the rest of the way once the roads were clear for free. Well, ultimately, a family friend was able to pick the girl up and take her home. An Uber representative later called the driver, thanking him and asking him for a receipt of the hotel room so that Uber could reimburse him. And also, this man has been offered a managing job uh, for an upscale ride sourcing service that operates all across the country as a reward for his good, good work. But who would think of that? 
this girl needed help, and he paid for her motel room. And on I-95, a baking company came to the rescue of dozens of people stranded on the interstate that time. A woman and her husband, along with many other motorists, had been stranded on I-95 for 20 hours plus and noticed that a Schmidt baking truck was also stuck on the road with them. She said after being 21 hours on 95 South, sleeping here overnight, not having access to food or water, and all of out of power, we were tired, frustrated, hungry. Many of the people stuck out here had small children. They were elderly. They had pets in their car, and they hadn't eaten in a whole day, she said. So they decided to call Schmidt Baking Company in Baltimore in the hope that maybe they'd be willing to offer whatever products were on the truck. She said, we reached out to the company and begged them to open their truck that was stuck out here with us. We didn't think it would work, but less than 20 minutes later, we got an incredible surprise. One of the owners of the bakery, which operates the Smith Baking Company, called this couple in their car directly. She said, we received a personal call from the owner of the company who contacted the driver. The driver then opened the back of the truck and with the help of some people close by, passed out bread to more than 50 cars. Everybody was incredibly thankful. About 300 packages of bread were handed out that day. Some family had children who would not eaten for hours on end. you got to love people. Wow. You know, you really, you really got to love people. And so my quote to leave with you for this week, a couple of weeks, sometimes you have to let go of what you think life should be and learn to find joy in the story that you're living. Mm, good and one. That's just what people are doing when they're just stepping up, stepping out and giving a hand, and it's a wonderful thing. The world is going very fast right now. There's so much to keep up with. Um, we're doing really good to stay centered, to keep on our spiritual path, and to reach out and help each other, because right now, ultimately, that's all that matters. Love is all there is. And really, it's all that matters. From my heart to each one of you, have a beautiful couple of weeks, everybody. It's going to be a really good show tonight, Ariel. Yes, I know. I can't yes, wait to to part of it. I can only yeah. listen to about half of it. But, I, you know, I tune in on the um, on the recordings when I can. On the replay, yeah. I'll, I'll catch it later. <clears throat> yeah, replay. Well, Thank you. You know, I'm lately, I hope it's Mercury Retrograde. Uh, I'm not technology, but I tell you, sometimes words just escape me. I've been going through that lately, just kind of uh, forgetting my words. I'm just going to tell myself yeah. it's not that important. <laughs> yeah. I, I find a way to express it one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. All right. You yep. Have a wonderful week, Mercury weekend, can do that. Thank you so much, Ariel. Yeah. Thank you so much, That's Anastasia. Good job. Yes. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. So I'm going to get Lavender's mic open. And we are going to be uh, starting with David. So let me get your mic open. Hi, David. Welcome, and thank you so much for being with us right now. Oh, it's my pleasure. Believe me, this is going to be great. Well, cool. All right, Lavendar, are you ready to go? Yes, I'm here, okay. ready to go. Oh, okay, we got you. Got your volume good. All right. Okay. So, so David, um, first of all, I want to thank you for hearing the call to come to the Quest because I felt like your presence would be needed at this particular timing. Sometimes I get hits about people that will uh, simply walk into the room and the room changes and you're one of those people. So with that being said, just go ahead and 
share with our listeners anything that you want to share with them about your experience there. And also, if you would, uh, give a little explanation of where you have planted some of the Giza crystals on your trips. Okay. So take it away. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Lavendar. It's good to hear your voice again, and great to hear Ariel's voice. And if uh, Tammy's listening, hello to Tammy and to Matilda and who else? All those, Riley, all those who uh, were just so important to the quest uh, for me. All of you really added to it. Well, just real quickly, because uh, I could go on, but uh, let me just begin with this. This was my first quest, and I was really encouraged to come here, uh, come to the quest by my son, Tren, who has been there multiple times, and you'll hear from him after me. And so uh, me being sort of a newbie, as it were, um, I just decided that I was going to go in open with really no expectations, but a lot of curiosity uh, because I'd heard so much from Tran and uh, had studied uh, really Lavendar's uh, website and so on. So I was really curious. <clears throat> and, and there's a part of me that was really um, very interested in meeting Lavendar for the first time and the rest of her team, but I had no really idea just how powerful uh, the event would be for me, and I'm not going to speak for any others, but uh, just a few things. One is I found all of the people that I met, with no exceptions, just really warm and open, uh, willing to be vulnerable. Uh, there was no ice to break. We all were were there because we knew that that was a place to be. And so we had that, that connection that uh, took down any walls that were there. Um, we had a few people who, you know, didn't stay the whole quest. It wasn't comfortable for them. It wasn't for them. And they kind of deselected themselves out. And so all of us who did stay, which was a vast, vast majority, um, just really, really connected. Um, I I was really um, amazed by um, one Lavendar's, uh, how do I put it, her sense of grounding and perspective, how, how someone could be so firmly planted and yet be able to, to uh, look at such a high level. And um, I found her to be the real deal. And I'm skeptical, frankly, of of many people in, in this field who will offer up things, but it's, it's not for the right reasons. And you can, you can feel that very quickly. And with, uh, with Lavendar and each member of her team, it was, they were sage souls for me. And I could have spent a lot of time uh, with each of them. And, and I did as much as I could. I'm still really, to be quite honest, I'm still really processing the event uh, because there was really so much to take in. I recorded everything in my journal as best I could and go back to that uh, quite frequently and, and just let it settle in. For me, um, just a couple of real quick personal experiences without going into too much detail unless questions are asked, but um, there was a breakthrough for me in terms of um, me not being aware of a past life 
that uh, I became very aware of, uh, very um, connected to, and I was not anticipating that in in any way, shape, or form. Um, Lavendar greeted me, and she said, well, do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here? I had to let that one settle for a little while, uh, but uh, I have a much better idea of why I was there. And it 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 shifted me, uh, just understanding that past life and feeling so connected to Arkansas that I didn't anticipate um, that I had that connection. Um, I would say as well that the circle of power at the end of the event was beyond description. Uh, it was so powerful. It, it was a major shift, and you could tell that after everybody had spent the time together, that they felt uh, free to um, really express themselves in that circle of power. And Lavendar did a fabulous job of keeping us grounded and aware. And uh, each of us, when we went into the different stations afterwards, uh, I can speak for myself, it, it was a very moving experience for me. And so I shifted in some really fundamental ways and and um, I look forward to uh, another quest. I'm not sure exactly when that'll be, but to be able to experience that with my, my son, Trin, was truly special. And we just would look at each other. We would not sit together, but we'd look at each other at different tables and just smile and wink at each other and say, yeah, we got this, father and son, and it was a really special experience uh, to do that as well. So I am so grateful, really, for the preparation that all of you made for the quest. Clearly, uh, you took it very seriously, and we were all the beneficiaries of a really powerful experience. So that, in a nutshell, is really my my sense, and I would encourage um any and all of you who have not gone to a quest, I would really encourage you to do that when it feels right for you. And uh, I'm I'm confident, based on what I've been told from other quests, that no one, no two quests are alike. And so when you go, it'll be exactly right for you. I'm very confident That's, of that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your experience with planting the crystals when you went to Korea? Sure. Um, well, it's it's a very interesting experience to plant these crystals. Uh, you you will send, uh, place a crystal in some place and you just send it up to the universe and say, okay, I'm not sure what you're going to do with this, but I have a sense that it's going to be important uh, now or later. And so a few years ago, uh, my wife and I and uh, one of my sons went to Korea uh, for family reasons. My wife was born there and uh, was reconnecting with, with her roots, who um, most of them come from North Korea. And so while I was there, uh, I, had, uh, I brought the crystals with me, and we, we placed the crystals at various places to the, the southernmost part of South Korea to uh, the border of the DMZ. And uh, we placed one in, a, in one of the tunnels that uh, 
were bored by the North Koreans at one point uh, to uh, invade South Korea and placed a couple uh, on the DMZ when the guards weren't looking. I hope this isn't being recorded for for others to hear in that sense. But it was truly um, very interesting to feel the power of that. And really, within a couple of weeks of uh, planting the crystals up near or in the DMZ, um, it was the first time that a U.S. president had ever stepped foot in uh, North Korea and uh, and vice versa. And that happened no more than two weeks following the planting of those three crystals. And I have to believe that it is of no, no coincidence that that really was uh, a, an impetus to get the two nations uh, to talk, to begin to break down the walls that are there. And those crystals are still working. So I have, um, I have every confidence that they will continue to be a powerful influence uh, to help uh, unite in one way or another the, the North and South Korea. Yes, I do believe that also. When you came back and told me that story, I went, oh, wow. That was such a <laughs> high maneuver. And I wanted to express my gratitude for you and your wife taking that journey and planting those crystals in those particular places because I think they're resonating very high to, even to this day. Well, and you Ooh, you, so you have you so uh, all... For, you, you bet. You have all the compass readings, Lavendar, so you know exactly where they're placed. Yes, okay, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're putting them on a map where all these crystals are. We've been collecting this information from our star seeds for many, many years, and, and we have someone now that's a volunteer to put them in technology on a map. And, um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see because at the very end of it, I know that from space – there's going to be a signal of some kind. It's almost like a crop circle that will en engulf the globe. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. So, makes, so back to you, sense. Ariel. Okay. Well, David, it, it was just a pleasure, first of all, to finally meet you because we've been we've been hearing about mm -hmm. you from Trin for so many years, and I'm really glad that the timing finally aligned so that you could experience it together. And that's a very, very powerful um, story about the within two weeks of planting those crystals, there were some breakthroughs, uh, you know, with North Korea and, and, and other nations that have been at odds with each other. We'll just leave it at that. So thank you so much for um, being with us this evening. And I know that you've got someplace you have to get going to. So we won't keep you, but thank you so much. And we look forward to that next time because I know that you're going to come back. And whenever that is, we'll be really glad to see you. As do I. And I look forward to seeing all of you as well. Thank you very much for the chance to share this. You're so welcome. You take care, David. Bye-bye. Thank you. You do all that do the same. Bye. Okay, and uh, now we are going to hear from Trin, who is David's son. Let me get your mic open. Hey, Trin. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. So, yeah, thank um, you for having me again. It's always a pleasure. I've kind of lost count of how many quests you've been to, but I'm thinking it's like six. 
Yeah, it's been five years, I think, since I met since I met Lavendar, and I've been to at least one a year, so it's probably six at least yeah. at the state count, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know this is probably well, the fourth time I've been on the radio show, so it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that that does sound about right. We really we like to see when people come back over and over again. Sometimes uh, it's, the change is just remarkable. You know, like when I saw you, I thought you got taller. <laughs> How can that be? You know? But you looked taller you. to me. You know, and we've had. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just getting healthier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you were just standing up tall, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see, um, you know, the results because when people come back Absolutely. multiple times, like you have, you get layers and layers of um, up up leveling. I guess you could call it. Yeah, but I was we're just thinking we're, about that myself. Every, everything just kind of speeds up with every quest. Uh, you know, I can look back and. Five years since I've been coming, it's, things have leveled up pretty consistently with the requests that I've been to, and um, well, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of the direction in my life and my life's purpose I found sitting up on that mountain looking back to a tree, or during a you know a session with with the quest, or just up on the mountain looking for crystals in the dirt. But um, for me, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a way of coming back to to the home beacon and getting new new uh, new instructions, new ideas, and and, and setting new intentions, and there's not many more places as powerful as uh, the Crystal Green in Arkansas to do that. Yeah, well, I remember when we first met you, um, you were working for someone else, and now you've got, you know, a complete um, business. You've taken it up a lot of levels. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Back so, then we were selling somebody else's brand. Now we're making other people's brands as well as our own. So it's it's incredible yeah. the way things can uh, can just jet and take off. Yeah. So Lavendar, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So so Hi, so Trian. Yes. Yeah. Give us some examples of things that you've maybe have experienced uh, coming to the quest. Things that that you think that others might be interested in, in knowing about you and what you've experienced, anything that you want to share that would um, be empowering to anyone listening? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, <laughs> I could be on your next 12 shows and probably wouldn't cover 5% of that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> what I can say is this, uh, as I, you know, as I listened to the, the, the news and, and, and dad earlier, um, I was just contemplating you know, how things have changed and how my own um, understanding of what I'm here for and, and what I need to do and how best to support our collective mission of Star Seeds. It's, uh, it's almost like I went and I, I got a certificate and I went back and I got an associate's degree and I went back and I got a bachelor's degree and I went back and got the master's and now I'm working on a PhD. It's, it's, you, it's <laughs> like you get these, these upgrades and these a little bit higher level instructions on how to do things and how to bring things to pass and how to manifest the things that you need in your life to to uh, to fulfill your mission and to do what you need to do. So, Trent, um, let, let, let me just stop yeah. you for a moment. Um, your voice is getting pretty muffled. Are you are you speaking too close to the microphone? Because we're hearing a lot of pops from your from your mouth. Can you just take your microphone a little? Ways from your from your mouth and see how that's going to sound because it sounds like you're muffled on this end. How is it now? Keep talking and is I'll tell better? 
Okay. All right. Well, I took it off speakerphone, so that might help. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Where was I? Um, you know, the other working thing that I'll say about the question. Oh, working on the PhD. Oh, working on the PhD. Yeah. The, the spiritual PhD. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, I went to – I'm not in, I'm not very big on astrology. My understanding of astrology was – the stories you read in the back of the paper back in the 90s when I was growing up in Australia and it tell you what your star sign was for the day. And, you know, I came to Four Quests and I sat through the, the training and I did the training on the CD and for the life of me, it just would not click. Well, I'll be darned if this time I sat there and started listening to Ariel and I was like, I was me reading the Matrix. She was spouting it out and it was coming into my head and I was understanding what positions were and I knew what Galactic Center was and I was understanding what everything meant. And, um, you know, that wasn't me collectively learning all those things. That was unlocking some form of knowledge or memory or, or understanding of these things. And all of a sudden, it was there and available. And, you know, I call that, um, you know, awakening our masterships, the things that we've mastered in other lives that, that can help us here. And for me, uh, attending the quest has really been a huge catalyst um, for finding those, those skill sets and unlocking that wisdom that's, Help me to progress and move forward in my mission and my work on the planet. Um, you know, and the people that you meet there, they, they support you and will support you throughout your mission and you'll support them on theirs. And as you link arms with the fellow starseeds that you meet there and brothers and sisters and, and work together, you start to see uh, added dimensions and layers to each other's work in positive ways come about. You start to see star seeds joining together and up spiraling together and things start taking off in, in new directions and to higher heights. Um, every time I come there, I, I really, the main purpose is I'm so busy in my, in my life with work and with school and relationships and everything else that it's a reset for me. But I think the reset happens pretty quick when I hit, when I hit that ground and before long the upgrades begin and Usually I'm still integrating what's happened by the time it, by the time it comes around for for the call to the next quest. <laughs> so, so, so let me <laughs> so let me ask you, Trin, uh, what is it that you feel about the land, the Tula story, and Tammy, and the way she works with the feathers? Give us a little insight to how that affects you. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to set the stage for how that affects me, I think it was after the first quest. You called me and you said, "Hey." Um, I have a, I have a, I have someone I need you to do. We need some feathers for Tammy's wand. She's making a new wand. And I said, well, I don't, uh, okay, I don't know where I'm going to get some feathers, but sure. Um, as I said that, an eagle feather from the tree above me fell down and landed in a wheelbarrow sitting right in front of me in the car pit in the backyard of our house where I was talking about them. And I remember giggling, uh, almost cackling like a little girl, thinking, you got to be kidding me. What, this lady's up to dropping eagle feathers out of the sky now? Now, granted, there was a nesting, nesting eagles there, but in more than a year of living there, we'd never seen one eagle feather, let alone one drop out of the sky. Um, so with that being said, the feather ceremony, I've never, I mean, Tammy is like the spiritual female spud web. She's five foot, not very much, and she can jump higher than me at six foot four and wave that feather around and circle all kinds of energy from top to bottom, and, you know, I watch her do it, and it is not, it's not Tammy doing that dance, it's somebody else, because when Tammy comes back in the room, oof, the shoulders are down, she's tired, she's worn out, because it is a lot of work, and I tell you, I've been in some real, some, uh, some really amazing Native American ceremonies, and Tammy's ceremony holds a lot to all of them, um, 
the energy of the, the tool, the story, and the way that it's shared really helps to paint a picture and, and help people to, to see, um, you know, spiritualized as well as physical ones, the, the things that were done to the Tula people as well as the other natives in, in, in the country and why it's so important that we continue to share their story and to bring back the wisdom that's been lost from, from the destruction that, that's been caused to the peoples. Um, the Tula story for me touched very deeply. Uh, like my father, I remember having um, a life with the Tula and a lot of the plant medicine that, that we use in our company and to create and the, the energies that we use to create um, were learned and experienced in that life. And I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have to come back there and listen to Tammy and help help through those memories that she shares to remember my own. And it's a, it's a very beautiful, um, sad, but also an empowering experience to understand that the land is healing and it's calling us back and it wants us to heal with it. Well, just to, just to reiterate what you're saying in another way, when your father and you um, came together in, at this quest, it became more clear to me about how I was tracking some of the information during Jesus' time, the Essenes, the Cathars, and the Tula, and how I was able to see that a lot of souls were traveling in those three uh, time periods together to bring mm. a certain of balance, and, and they called it the way, the way of the Essenes, mm. the way of the Cathars, the way of, of the Tula. So when you and your father arrived, I, I did not have that information before you came into the mm. room, but when you came into the room, you seemed to be the catalyst that triggered my knowing about how the traveling of bloodlines and soul maturity had, had traveled for 2,000 years. And, and now mm. we're here in Arkansas on the Tula land where a grand experiment is about to take place. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a magical place, Arkansas. I, I go there with, I try to limit the expectations that I have, you know, just to experience whatever is there to experience. And I always come back deeply grateful and humbled at the, the, um, uh, the surprise experiences that happened that I could have never have, uh, have imagined were going to happen. And also, Tran, I want to tell you how much I appreciate the product that you bring, your CBD products, your the rose oils that we put from our wrist to our elbow, hitting those 12 emotional points on the arm during the um, initiation ceremony. All of that has been contributed by you and your company, and we really do appreciate that you bring your products uh, to to our quest each time. That is just so um, so generous of your spirit. So oh, yeah, thank you so is. much, and I'm going to pass you over to Ariel at this time. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Well, Trent, we do appreciate you so much, and uh, look forward to the next gathering. Um, when whenever that might be, I know that with your schedule. You, you can't always come when you when you really want to come, but uh, but there's we come when we're needed. <laughs> you come when you need it. say you show up when you need to. So we do That's appreciate right. that, and uh, we know we'll see you again and give you a big hug. All right, I look forward to it. Well, thank you very much for your time, and have a wonderful week. Thanks for calling in, Trin. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. 
Well, um, let me see. We're going to talk to Sandra next. And um, if you've been listening to the show for the past you know, few weeks here, um, our Christmas show, Sandra was our guest. And, um, and we had just met her um, in Arkansas. I mean, we knew her from, the, from Starseed Hotline, but we met her in person um, at, at a quest. Uh, so, Sandra, was that the October quest? That was August 2020. August. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we got a little off schedule this year because, because of COVID last year. So, um, yeah, that was uh, – it was so good to meet you. And um, you have so much uh, that I am grateful for. But um, you just kind of tell us – I mean, you you came in. You were, That was your first quest. And uh, so you came in with a clean slate. So what? how did it um, impact you? Well, it's just um, a huge shift occurred in my life. Uh, and it has to do more with the land. Um, my mother had a dream in 2004. To, uh, she had a dream with Archangel Michael, who told her to move to Arkansas. So at that time, she moved. Yeah. <laughs> So she moved, she, she sold her house in Florida, packed her bags. She didn't even tell me about it. And she's like, I just signed a contract and we're buying a moving to Arkansas because Archangel Michael said, I, I need to do this. And she followed her guidance and was there for um, about six years. And so I went to visit at that time before I even knew about the quest, I believe. I knew about Starseed Hotline, but I, I wasn't too sure with the quest and I had a, a young child I was raising as a single mom so things weren't as easy um, to just pick up and go. So I did visit my mom though and, and I remember arriving in her, in her land. Um, she was living in Hot Springs Village and um, it was Thanksgiving. Beautiful, beautiful land, the autumn leaves. Uh, it was just magical. It was like a fairy forest for me. And I felt like it was deja vu. And I told my mom, I said, I feel like I've been here before. And she's like, yeah, me too. And I stayed with that and enjoyed my time there. And then I was back August 2021 for the quest. So uh, as soon as I started to get close to the location, I could feel the energies as a sensitive empath. I'm, I'm very in tune with that. And I felt like I was, it was like a welcome home. Like, everyone was cheering me on, my whole spiritual team, like, yay, you're here. <laughs> and I went, al- I went alone. <laughs> and <laughs> so um, it was my first journey on my own for a long time uh, under the conditions we were in. And um, as soon as I got to the land, to the cabin, and I took my breath and I looked out the window or out the balcony, like I said, it felt like there was a party, like everyone was so happy that I was there. Uh-huh. And I really connected to the trees, and I was just walking around. I got there a day early because I wanted to feel all this before starting the quest. So I'm glad I did that. Very special. Mm. So, Lavendar? I'm here. Okay. <clears throat> so... So, Sandra, when you 
came into the room is did you start feeling like that you knew some people in the room? Did you have instant recognition with people? Oh, yes, I did. As soon as I started uh, scanning the energy in the room, um, I actually, I don't know if you know this, but one of the ladies that was there who was an alumni, I kept staring at her most of the night, um, and I thought she was going to think I was weird, so I finally approached her (laughs) privately. (laughs) And I said to her, you know, um, I saw her in my meditation two years prior. Wow. I remember her face. I remember her hair, her her skin clearly, and in particular the the glasses she was wearing, which are very uh, distinct. Her hairstyle, her hair color, and these little things happen to us, and we don't realize that they're signs for us. They're a knowing for us, for us to know that we're in the right place because we're receiving confirmation for, for information that is within us that I'm, I was, like, flabbergasted. I was like, wow, am, am I, I'm rubbing my eyes. Am I seeing things? I chewed on it for a little while. It took about two <laughs> days for me to approach her. Because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to come up to this lady and say, oh, I saw you in my meditation. Um, so, yes, very uh, deep connections with everyone, very heartfelt. Uh, and you could tell we, you could feel we're from the same soul family. You could feel the, the same energy kind of connecting us all which was very special because I have, have yet to feel that in, in this lifetime. And I, under, I understand that you're still in contact, contact with your roommates. And didn't you and your roommates have an experience down by the water? Would you mind sharing that with our audience? Yes. I had uh, two cabin mates, um, and I was a little concerned because I was like, gee, I wonder who I'm going to meet here. But it was a very pleasant experience. We clicked right away. It was like we had known each other forever, pretty much. Um, and the last day of, of the event, of the retreat, we were preparing to go go back up. It was early morning, and my cabin mate, Michelle, was on the deck and she calls me and Vicky in. She's like, "Come on, you guys, you got to see this. You got to see this." And on the, we were right on the lake, so we could see directly over the water. There was like a glistening of light, flurry, fluttering. I I wore glasses, so I took my glasses off. I rubbed my eyes. I put them back on, and they were getting bigger and bigger, and more and more of them. And it wasn't reflections of light. They were water fairies. And just as they started to amp up, you could see rays of rainbow light um, kind of in waves coming through them. And when it approached the shoreline, the light of the, the rays of light, the yellow and there was magenta, pink, blue, when it approached the, the shore, I realized that I was really seeing this, that it wasn't the reflection of the water with the sun. It was on the land, the rainbows, and you could feel their energy. 
And then they flew away over the lake, and we, we could see them. We didn't take our eyes off of them. I don't think I was able to blink because <laughs> I just wanted to take it all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, and you had wit, and there were witnesses, so it's not like, you know, like someone could say, yeah, well, that's what you say. But you had you had witnesses. You all witnessed that standing there. Uh, and that was like just such a, a gift, but yeah, the, the, that place is very magical. Yes, and, you, and we were shocked. We were like just staring at each other, like, did we just see that? It was um, an, an experience to have with with people that it really creates a bond when you have those type of experiences. And we're still friends till now. We we haven't really let up since the class, so. It's nice to have friends again because sometimes we don't find those like-minded people that we can connect to and just be who we are. Right, right. You know, and I, I hear a lot of star seeds say that it's like I can't. I don't have anybody I can talk to about these kinds of things. You know, they you know living in their 3D world with their 3D job and or family or whatever. And we have you know over the years come to understand that whoever walks through the door at any given quest, this has been orchestrated. And there are people that they really, really, really wanted to come, but they kept getting blocked and kept getting blocked. And there's not, not that there was anything wrong with them, but this was not their, their, their tribe, so to speak. So the people that do show up, there is a, a recognition and a, a soul reunion because it, you know the the pleiadians are orchestrating and and it's like okay you got to come you got to come you got to come and people's like okay I'm going <laughs> um and then and then they walk through the door and there are people that just can't walk through the door at that time they can walk through another time um and and certainly I mean there've been a few occasions where the people just couldn't just couldn't walk through period and we never heard of them again because they just it wasn't there they were out of out of sync i guess or out of alignment but yeah it's just it's wonderful to see people just instantly bond because there's there's acceptance and and you don't have to filter what you're saying because somebody might think you're weird because in that room everybody's weird so you just go ahead and and you know let it all hang out because people are are accepting and 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 they understand and they're the same way so i'm really really pleased that you're still um maintaining that uh, that friendship with people that you met for the first time in this life yes absolutely definitely a a gift and it um if you're a starseed and, and you're looking for your roots and you're looking for more knowledge and wisdom, you definitely have to visit Tammy Lavendar and Ariel because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and we, we are so, so glad that you are now part of our family. And um, as I mentioned um, at, the, at the beginning, um, uh, you were our radio guest. Uh, for our Christmas show. So if anybody wants to go back in the archives, um, you can listen. And, and Sandra does some amazing work with starseed essences. 
very powerful stuff. So um, go listen to that episode, and and you can really uh, take a look into into Sandra's world. But we're very grateful that you were able to call in and and, uh, visit with us this evening. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again, and um, so nice to hear your voices. Yeah, so we're looking forward to a big hug uh, at some point in the future because I know you're coming back. Yes, I already got my <laughs> ticket. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Great, great. Well, I, I sure will look forward to seeing you. So until okay, then, likewise. you know, take care. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Well, now I'm looking for Martellus. I know you're here. Just got to go through. We have a lot of people on the switchboard here. Did I just miss that? Oh, I wonder if Martellus. Oh, okay. I think. I think. Let me. Let me just check this. Uh, eight. Well, I'm wondering um, because Martellus, you were here, and then, and now you're not. Um, I'm looking through the switchboard. And I just okay, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's been confirmed. The call got dropped. Well, so much for Mercury retrograde. Um, I do see another number here from the same area code, so I'm going to take a chance. And uh, if this is not you, Martellus, I'm going to apologize in advance. But I'm picking up on five one three three two eight. Martellus, is this you? Yeah, hello. Hello, is this Martellus? Yes, this is me. Okay. Yeah, I saw the same area code with another number, and I thought, well, maybe your phone, um, you know, blinked out and you just called in on another number. So. Well, my phone went dead. I called from the uh, same number. I don't know what showed up. but. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, <laughs> bottom line is you're here now, and I'm real happy about that. So, <laughs> uh, so you have been um, to two quests. Yes. Are, are, do you have me on speaker? No. Okay, I'm hearing an echo. And so I'm going to let Lavendar take it from here and see if that echo clears up because it might just be on my end. Yeah, on Lavendar? your end maybe you should. Yep, go ahead and mute your end uh, while we talk, okay, okay? okay. Ariel? See if that works. Okay, thank you. So, Martellus, I am so happy to talk to you. I know that that um, you were there quite in August, and then back in October. Was it October, November? I can't remember which two uh, you came to. October, yeah, October, yep. Yes, yeah, so I I know that, that you and I uh, got to witness something together. Uh, Tammy and I were driving up to Micah's point looking out over the water and we saw a periscope come up because we had been talking about earlier that uh, the scientific scientists have uh, an underground base in the lake and um, we were talking about it above you and and we didn't know that you were down below us so at that point if you could remember what happened next go ahead and tell your story about what you experienced 
as we were sitting there experiencing this periscope coming up out of the water. <laughs> well, some told me like just to just to go up there and just you know just just go. So I went up there and um, as I was just looking over the water from the um, from the nice little uh, I don't know what you call it I guess foundation that was built there and um, I just some just said you know go to the edge and I had climbed down and was just sitting on that rock and the water was just you know glistening just different and you know you could tell that something was going on and you know at that time I really didn't know till you ladies explained it to me what was happening but it was real. I mean, and it wasn't like anything was um, making the water do what it does, but you could just feel that that uh, energy from it, and it was just amazing to see, you know, like you could tell something was going on within the water and the way it was moving and, and how, you know, a certain spot, which I later found out that the fairies were, you know, water fairies were just like dancing on top of the water. So it was a very uh, beautiful experience as well. So so after you experienced that, did that give you some kind of lift up about experiencing and seeing things that maybe you hadn't seen before? Was it Was it giving you the confidence that you needed about, about your own self? Were you able to have the take that energy and apply it to maybe other things that started happening for you. Cause you know, one well, yeah. builds upon another. Yeah. I mean, it, it all started like a lot of things, even for me coming to the quest confirmation it started to make a lot more, a lot more sense, you know, because um, normally I'm just by myself and, you know, I can't just, you know, open up about my thoughts, you know, so, as I just keep certain things to myself and coming to the quest, it was like I had a lot of aha moments, you know, like, oh, that makes sense, you know, like feeling like you're at home or understanding, like, everything prior to that up to this point, which was a lot of confirmation for me and uh, made me feel a lot, like, um, real, real happy because, you know, I knew I was having these thoughts and these feelings for a reason and then coming to the quest and, being open to receive was just amazing, you know, and uh, I was very, very happy that I came, you know. Even for, I think, um, before that year, a lot of it was getting canceled because of COVID, and I was a little disappointed. But, you know, when I finally was able to get there, I was, I was, I was happy. Well, you added so much to the group. Your energy was so strong and powerful. And I felt like that, th- that a lot of people in the room um, were brothers and sisters of you, for you, and because of you. It's like there was something about the, the both groups that you came to resonated with your, with your history, with your records. And I felt very strong about that. Yes, it, 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 it felt, it, like I said, it felt at home and... Um, even when I first, like, you know, you walk in the room, the energy is like nothing. It's just hard to even explain, you know. The energy is just amazing. It's like, you know, I was just floating and, and just seeing everybody and, 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 and people, you know, you can just the feel of it. Their energy, it's like, oh, you know, 
look familiar, you know. It's like, and I'm, and then you start to, I was starting to understand a lot more about myself, you know. So it was um, a lot to take in at once, you know. But um, it was. But I you was, were able to I'm, do that. You were able to take yeah, it in all yeah. at once. You know, give yourself yeah. credit for being able to move on a dime because that's exactly what you did. I would like to also <laughs> say this to you at this time. Tammy and I have been talking recently about. Um, tuning in to the entertainment world of artists and musicians and dancers, I think that it's time for us to embrace more artistic talent on our radio show. And I'm, and I'm saying this to everyone that's listening to this show right now. If you have some art, if you have some music, if there's things that you were holed up with with a virus for two years, you quit your job and you decided to turn to some artistic venture, uh, we're open, you know, send us um, some information and, and tell us what you're doing and, and possibly we'll have you on our radio show because we need to start connecting the artists and the musicians in the entertainment world through starseed eyes. And I thought of you, uh, Martellus. Uh, I thought, oh, my goodness, Martellus needs to be part of this team of artistic talent to come to Arkansas. So I just wanted you to know that you helped spearhead my thoughts about what we need to do here in the way of artistic talent, music, art, dance, or whatever whatever mode of expression that's going to be now um, resonating with a lot of star seeds on the planet. So what do you have to say about that? Oh, that's amazing. And uh, it's, it's much needed, you know, it's much needed because uh, – just a place that that one can just feel welcome and and like a family base and you know it's 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 amazing because it's hard out here you know it's oh yeah it's hard yeah <laughs> it's real hard <laughs> there's days when I don't even know what day it is okay because I'm off somewhere else soaring in the universe doing stuff so I know what you're saying and every day seems to be Friday anymore I say oh it's Friday already <laughs> <laughs> so I do, I do hope that you're going to be able to come back and see us again and with that I thank you for calling in and I pass you over to Ariel at oh, this time course. thank, thank you. you uh it's really good to hear your voice again, Martellus, and I do look forward to um, having another quest with you there. Yes, same here, you know, always. I, I, I wanted to come to the one, I think it was in, uh, the last one was in October. It was in November. November, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, just, it was just a lot of energy, you know. It was just, oh, yeah, I was well, still like yeah, you, on overlap. Yeah, when you when you come to two in a row like you did, um, that was a, yeah. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's better to just digest what you got before you you know before you take you know too much, and sometimes you can you can go on tilt a little bit. But um, by the time we have another quest, you'll be you'll be um, hungry again, <laughs> where you can digest more. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, I do yeah. miss you, ladies, and I, and it was in a you know I'm. Like, I, I even told people about it, well, you know, to, to come check out your website, you know, that I um, came across that uh, said they were star seeds. And, uh, you know, so I'm always, um, when I feel called to put it on someone else, I also let them know about you ladies, you know, because you are amazing. And 
all of you do a wonderful job, you know. So very a very welcoming, loving place and space that you hold for us all. Yeah, well, you know, we hold the space and, you know, the the orchestration of who shows up and when, um, that's that's orchestrated from upstairs. But it is wonderful to have to to be with your own tribe. You know, people people always say that they've you know, all their life they tried to fit in and they just never did and people think they're weird. Well, it's <laughs> You do fit in, but not with that crowd, you know, so people struggle to try to fit in with the wrong tribe, and when you finally find your soul group, you just you just fit like a glove, you know, and everybody's yeah. on the same page. So, um, you know, for, for the listeners, if you've always felt like you never fit in, don't worry about it. You do fit in when you get with the right people, and I'm not saying right, like, you know, better than anybody, but resonant people. Yeah. That's very true. I agree. Yeah. And people should give it a try, you know, be open-minded, set good intentions out, and, you know, just go for it. I promise you will not be disappointed, you know. Yeah. Well, it was was really, really great to see you, you know, like two quests in a row. um, Yeah. Because that, you know, I mean, obviously you got lit up so, so – so brightly, the first quest that you had to come back, and there was another um, another uh, Jasmine, the same thing. She got she got lit up so much that she had to turn around and come right back the following month. Oh, so yeah. and, and we usually yeah we usually don't do them that close together, but you know like I said because of COVID and all that we had to kind of rework the the schedule to get four in. But yeah yeah that's that's just really uh, really beautiful thing to see. When someone starts to ascend, you know, they start to evolve. They start to tap into their their cosmic bank account, and um, and the lights kind of go on brighter. So, yeah. we're just really, really pleased about that for you. And we'll Thank see you. you. We'll see you soon at one quest yes, uh, coming will. up. Okay. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Thank you, okay, lady. Okay, sweetie. Thanks so much for helping out tonight. Oh, you're very welcome. Anytime. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we have one more starseed to hear from. And actually, this is Riley, who is um, part of our team of astrologers. Uh, she has done two radio shows. Um, she did one in, in December for us and then another one just a couple of weeks ago with um, her astrology forecasts, which, by the way, Riley, um, we had great listening numbers for the, for the times that you were on, so people really want to hear what you have to say about that. We'll, we'll figure out when, when you can come and do that again, but right now we're going to talk about the quest. Yay! So, yay! <laughs> God, you, uh, your energy just lights up the room. I mean, just, you don't even have to talk. You just walk in and your whole energy just lights up the room. And uh, we just, we love you more and more and more. Aw, thank you. Right back at all of you. Ooh, big yeah. Hug. 
so have you have you lost count on how many quests you've had? Yes, but I do have it pinned down to I'm in double digits. I know that. Um, I started coming back in 2014, actually. That was my first one. Uh, I believe it was in the fall. And, um, yeah, that was, oh, the first one is just a real roller coaster. Holy cow. Um, but it, it enticed me completely, and and then I just couldn't get enough. And I found that every time I returned, there was kind of like a, a new layer uncovered, a new experience to have. Um, and it really did go through uh, levels that are kind of recognizable to me now as, as this, like, chapters of a journey. Um, an example would be my first couple of quests. I was physically purging. I spent a lot of the time in the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry oh, for the no. TMI, but yeah, but it was great. I mean, it felt really good. It was it was a physical kind of cleansing, and um, I know a lot of that did come from the frequencies. Um, in the land. And then, of course, uh, the experiences of everybody in the room and, and the mixing of the energies. Um, and then after that, um, I would have these, like, experiences of super, super highs where you're just, you're, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's barely containable in physical form. So there's a lot of uh, grounding, focusing on grounding, and then it does level out. Um, and then after that, I had a bunch of like recognition. Um, again, as we've been talking about, or it's already been brought up, recognizing people in the room and, and going forward. Um, and then the, the memory uh, kind of flooding back. Uh, every now and again and connections being made and then coming out of that there's this this honing and this this focus that starts to form and then pretty soon you recognize this beautiful pattern of of growth and and upgrade so you're looking back and you're like oh wow I've been upgrading this entire time <laughs> and this is what <laughs> this experience is really gifting is this major major upgrade so once I got that um, I started making it a priority to come uh, nearly every time and of course I'm following in pretty um, big footsteps here with uh my mom, who uh, pretty much goes to every single quest. She wasn't able to call in tonight because she's spinning a thousand plates, but um, it, it, I was supported in that way. And I know that this lifetime I cashed a lot of credits because <laughs> there are a lot of phenomenal experiences I've had so far, and there's, there's a lot of ease and effortlessness. Um, that comes, but these uh, these retreats, they just these quests, 
these these family reunions are are just so incredible every time and so i'm really happy too to be able to um serve at the retreats as well or i'm sorry the quest um where i've reached another a level of experience um in in understanding how just the the subtlest things in our lives make the greatest differences and so any little way um, that we're helping or, or we're contributing our energy is uh, really amplifying uh, frequencies and contributing to the overall chorus that is being um, sung and, and we are harmonizing at a collective level around the globe. And so that is another thing the quests are to me. It's just a continual demonstration of what is transpiring at the macroscopic level. I just, oh, I can't say enough about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you touched on a good point because the, 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 the resort where we, where we gather is in the heart of the crystal grid for the entire planet. So and, and you know it's like a like a a network that that expands the globe, and we're standing in the heart of it. So when we when we um, you know uh, I'm going to say whip up a big batch of energy. That's not exactly the best way to put it, but as as the energies get stronger and stronger and stronger, and we make our statements and our and our our intents, that's affect the entire planet. When this group comes together in unison, and it's like one one voice um, while we are while we're in circle, and that that goes through the crystal grid, and it and it covers the planet. So there are so many layers, you know. For you get you know the personal empowerment, the personal upgrades, the and then there's the the interactions and collaborations with people you haven't seen in centuries. And then there's the 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 group, uh, the collective um, benefit that goes through the crystal grid. So there's there are a lot of levels of uh, goodness, <laughs> wonderful things that are going on. And yeah, so you and you've really uh, you've made a lot of contributions, and and I and, <laughs> and you make the best gluten-free cookies i've ever had so yeah so there i mean yeah there's nothing there's nothing like you know coming out on a break and there's you know riley with the with those delectable treats so we have a lot of fun uh, you know so it's not all work but there you know it, there's fun there's laughter and um yeah it's just been a oh, pleasure yeah. it's been a pleasure you know because you know you've been so at least ten times you've been. I know your mom's been like. I, we could only count the ones that she hasn't been at. You know, exactly. so, so she's probably been at like twenty six, twenty seven out of thirty one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Riley's mom is uh, is like our 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 right arm kind of. She keeps things together, and she's she's incredible. And I'd have to say, you know, the the fruit didn't fall far from the tree. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's you know, we and, have so much fun. Yeah, and what do you think about the, um, you know, because we get people of all ages. We get people that are 20 and people that are, you know, 75. And do you see the yeah. the, the, the common threads that go through regardless of generations? Well, that's why um, back in, you know, just a couple of years ago when I was working a nine-to-five and, and had to put in for time off, I wasn't lying when I said I was attending a family reunion and I would mark <laughs> <laughs> this is a family event <laughs> because that's exactly it. I mean, you really, you come in and you see family, you feel family. Um, I know that it has uh, on those who um, chose to be born into uh, an, another type of family in which they had a hard time resonating with other members, if not all members in their biological family. Um, I I had, again, cashing a lot of credits here, um, really great uh, family experience and upbringing. Uh, So when I walked in, I recognized the, the same kind of uh, loving and, and deeply rooted energy, but it was at a different level. It's like the, the memories, the experiences went so much further than just seven generations. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it does absolutely have this profound family feeling and rootedness, but at uh, on, on so many levels as well. It transcends. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, um, Lavendar, do you want to chime in? Yes. Yeah, so, 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 Riley, I really want to extend um, another uh, bravo to you for the information that you brought forth two weeks ago, helping with the B- Betty White uh, information and the, and the uh, Beethoven. So um, I'd like to continue uh, in ever so often uh, getting with you and and talking about this 250-year period that we're coming into again because Pluto comes around, it's at the same spot it was 250 years ago. And the Declaration of Independence, the founding of our of our country, um, there's amendments that I think need to be made now because when they wrote it, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have the technology that we're dealing with today. So with Pluto being at 26 Capricorn, the mark of the crystal grid, and the sun being there and the full moon being there, I'm really resonating high to something I call rings of time that are happening here Uh, on the crystal grid because people that will be able to tap into this energy will be bringing up the truth of what really has happened on the planet, not what history has written and told us, but the truth of history. And that's one of the things that that I know that you're tracking, Riley, and and Mm -hmm. that you are really on top of. So as we go through this year, I would like to have you on at different times so that we can talk about this 250-year program that we're on. 500-year program with the Tulas and the 250-year program with the Renaissance because I feel like we're, we're coming into another kind of Renaissance 
We need new music on the planet, new art, new codes, new everything. The old has to go away and the new is ready to come in. And I'm noticing at the Teton meetings that it's, it's your group. It's the kids that were born after 1980 that seems to be in mostly attendance now at the Teton meetings. And when I saw that, I said, wow, we really have turned over this, this planet to a younger and more thriving generation. So thank you so much for all that you do for Starseed Hotline and for being uh, our, our extra astrologer and for coming and being uh, who you are at the Quest. And I'm very excited about passing on the information that I have to you in the future so that you may climb the ladder of galactic knowingness. And that's what I have to say. So there it is. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, um, if you have anything else you want to mention, um, we can do that or we can wrap up. I think we can wrap up now. Yeah, I think looking at the okay. time, that yeah, this would be yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, it's just been really, really great to um, have you back on the radio. And please, everyone, you know, go listen to um, Riley's show um, in December, and she did another one in January. And uh, she's got some really important information about planetary um, influences that everyone is experiencing. So, and what to look for, and what to look forward to. So, Riley, I'm giving you a big hug. And uh, Ooh, big we'll- hug. Glad to see you. We'll see you soon, and I'll probably be emailing you much sooner than that. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for for um, being with us this evening. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, that is it for us this evening. I hope you enjoyed hearing some firsthand accounts of um, the Starseed Quest. And as I said in the beginning, um, all you need is one galactic degree on your chart, and you are eligible to come. And if you're not sure if you've got a galactic degree, just send an email to crystals at starseedhotline.com, and we can take a quick look for you. So um, we'll be back in two weeks. And until then, take care. Remember to be grateful in every day and always give compassion instead of judgment. Until next time, good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 